Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Into the Fogcast. Today we're going to be talking about Ghostface. Ghostface is a stealth killer and in my opinion he's quite slow. He needs to be able to stalk his prey and basically once he's done that he gets his one shot hits. But before we get into that let's say hello to our other co-host. Hello there everyone I'm Topher. Hi Topher. Okay so let's talk a little bit about Ghostface. I'm not particularly that good with Ghostface. He's too slow in my opinion. He requires a lot of setup. But I do think, you know, with the right perks, the right add-ons, he could be a very good killer. So what what are your thoughts on this? Well, I kind of agree with you. He can be a slow killer, especially if you want to use his power to stalk, to actually stalk people and expose them and then get the one shot down if you think that's going to be faster. But um, the most effective way, I think, is to do a little hit and run play style. Use the add-ons that give him his cooldown reduction. Use perks that give you nice aura reading ability like sloppy and... Um, nurses calling for example they'll, they'll work really well together you put on some cooldown reduction add-ons you get your uh, cloak back a lot faster and then you can just cloak back up they'll heal thinking they're safe they come up on nurses calling round the corner hack down nice now I I, um, I haven't played a lot of him but when I have played him um, I find that I need to try and preserve my gens as much as possible so ruin and dying is pretty good but then i think corrupt is kind of a must because you know where they you know where they're going to spawn because of the, more than likely in the corrupt area mm-hmm. so you can like get into a, an area you know if in like a center of the the map and be able to try and stalk people even just bait people yeah, yeah, you can just... Um, Corrupt Intervention is a perk I use in my Ghostface build a lot of the time as well. And you can just force them to you and then just wait for them if you have a really good idea on where they're going to spawn. They definitely work well together. Um, I mean, could you replace Ruin and, and Dying with something else? Yeah, something that works passively would be ideal because you don't want to use a perk that makes you go out of your way to uh, do something like kick a gen. So Jolt and Ruin combo would be really good. But taking Ruin is a bit of a risk nowadays with all the boons running about. Ah, yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, so what what I would run is probably Corrupt Barbecue, um, either Ruin and Diane, or I might take Sloppy and Jolt. Uh, you could you could bring than- Thanatophobia if you're going to be doing a hit-and-run style. That'll definitely slow the gens down. But I like taking barbecue because obviously gives you BP and the information as well. It gives you every time you hook someone. Yeah, I take barbecue and nearly everything as well. I'm a glutton for blood points. But the aura reading is really good. Um, I often take pop with corrupt invention. And sometimes I'll just take out pop and put on jolt, as I mentioned. And I always take nurses on Ghostface. You really want to take advantage of people um, healing and being able to sneak up on them. Actually, Pop's not a bad shout, to be honest. So, add-ons then. When I, I know when I first started, I didn't really know what I was doing. I literally just picked what I thought was good, and I was using things like uh, the cinch straps. Um, I think that's for crouching, and I did take the Olsen's journal. But, you know, not knowing too much about Ghostface, I now realise that I'm completely wrong. 
mm-hmm. and these ones are absolute trash. Yeah, like bottom of the barrel worst. Yeah. You think they sound like such a good idea to take, like, oh, I'm going to spend a lot of time crouching around and being sneaky, and really, your movement speed is a lot slower than um, than normal anyway. I mean, I don't think he's got that many good add-ons, in my opinion. Um, I think, what, recovery add-ons are worth running? Yeah, they're the only ones worth running. you got your shoot pen, which is the green one. Um, you got your Olsen's address book, which is the yellow one, and Walleye's matchbook, which is the common one. They're the only three that I ever use. I'll take Ghostface Court on tape, the iridescent one, if I have a ritual to mark survivors, just to make it a lot quicker to mark them. But that's the only time I'll take that. Okay. So let's 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 look from the survivors' point of view. So, uh, how would you deal with a Ghostface? I'd use my eyes. That's that's kind of it, really. There's a lot of places on gems where you are kind of exposed like sort of caught in a dead zone and you've got to sit on the side of a gen that gives you the most visibility from like around a corner just in case she comes around and gets a gen grab off of you sometimes it's better just to get those gens out of the way with as soon as you know it's a ghost face get the dangerous gens out of the way with first yeah you got to play a bit stealthy with ghost face to be honest and try and reveal him as much as possible um apparently you need to see 25 percent of his body in order to reveal him yeah and part of your body has to be um out as well doesn't it Yes, I think so. I think it's twenty five percent as well. Um, but yeah, it's try not to get marked. But you, you, you know, it's very hard. He just constantly marks you. You can't do anything about it. So you just got to try and. It's a good Ghostface player, doesn't really go for marks. They they all just hit and run. They'll hit, keep chasing until their power comes back. And if they're still chasing you when their powers come back, they'll just cloak up and move on and hope that you're not on comms with the other survivors and say, hey, he's off me now, be careful, he's cloaked up. If you're being chased by a ghost face and he's got his power up, he's cloaked up, you're going to want to have to try and stay where you can actually see him. Like if you go somewhere where there's high walls, um, it's just going to be a 50-50 chance as to which way around a pallet or a window loop he's going to go if you can't see him. So staying at those low walls will help him get un- unraveled, unrevealed revealed as well. Yeah, that's what I was just going to mention. Like, you, you know, if you've got if he's got somebody on the floor, yeah, and like he's trying to reveal other people as well, you can hide behind rocks and stuff and just try and stalk him out that way. I mean, a well-coordinated group of survivors, especially on comms, but you don't even have to be on comms. Um, a bunch of just good coordinated survivors can handle a ghost face. He's not exactly uh, like top of the tiers lists. No, he's not. I think he's a little bit underrated. Uh, I think he needs a little bit more. He's one of the more fun ones that you can interact with the survivors a bit more than any other killer because he can he can teabag with the survivors for some um, just for some shenanigans in game if you're being friendly. Yeah, completely understand. I've done that a few times. Anyway, I think that's it for Ghostface. So now we'll get into the interview. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Into the Fogcast podcast. Today, we're going to be speaking to another guest. So, guest, can you tell us who you are and who you main? Yeah, I go by Boba T on Steam, and I am a Ghostface main. DVD. Um, so, what do you enjoy playing about this killer? Well, I think he has a lot of uh, strategy that goes a lot with uh, goes along with him. Like a lot of killers have a lot of mechanical skill that you need practice in applying, but Ghostface has a lot of uh, 
strategic sense that you need to master in order to get good with the killer. And I think that's uh, pretty neat. So let's start with the build. What is your go-to perk build? And can you run through the synergy of the perks and killer power? Well, I used to uh, run lots of different kinds of builds, but my current build right now is Lethal Pursuer, Ruin, Discordance, and Barbecue. I think Lethal is actually a really good substitute for Corrupt, uh, especially on Ghosty, and you can get like lots of stocks early on. And especially with other tracking perks like Discordance and Barbecue, uh, tracking in general is really important on Ghostface, so uh, you can get like all the 99s and know ex where everyone is at like any moment and generally just interrupt them whenever they're trying to do something important like rescue a person and a lot of that comes yeah like a lot of that is really important when you're trying to master a slow stealth killer like Ghostface. See I understand using Lethal Pursuer but I would have thought Corrupt would have been the better option since it lasts longer through the game. Um, I know that Ghostface is quite a slow killer, especially, you know, you're having to get your stalks off and just tr basically just trying to down them. Yeah, I mean, I used to run Corrupt as part of my main build and I used to think that was really necessary. But with Lethal, you know exactly where everyone is and you're saving a lot of time by not having to like search for them as you would with corrupt. So corrupt basically just slows the game for them, but it also kind of slows you down because you don't know where anyone is specifically and you have to kind of play even more stealthily to try to find people. But with lethal, you when you instantly know where everyone is, you can just go up to them and stalk them. And like whenever you choose to down anyone, Ruin's gonna regress their gen pretty significantly. So. Yeah, I don't think you really need Corrupt. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose it does help, especially if you've got something like Croft where you're high up and you know where people are. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so do you have any other builds uh, just in case certain people don't have certain killers unlocked? Yeah, um, a few other Ghostface uh, mains also use Play With Your Food. And I thought at first that was a pretty surprising choice, but I ran it for a a pretty long time myself and it's actually pretty effective like to use it properly you have to uh when your power's on cooldown you can farm for stacks with uh because you can't really do a lot of other things and try to focus those uh stacks on eliminating like a few people to get them out of the game more quickly and make it a lot easier on yourself uh another perk I would recommend would be, uh, I guess, lots of people do use nurses and stuff. Like I never really ran those, but I I know they can be pretty helpful. And I know a few people running eruption. Like also in their uh, power cooldown, they go around and kicking gens, and then like when they actually get down, like the gen the gens end up regressing pretty significantly. So I think that could be an interesting idea to try. Okay. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Do you have any fun or meme builds you like to play? No, I don't I don't meme with Ghostface. I, I've been running the same build um for a while. But I mean I I guess like in the game I can 
sometimes I just like marking people and like leaving them guessing as to where I am. Like, yeah, it's not really the build that I change that much because he's still, I think he's still kind of needed to like do well or to even have fun in my case. So what about, what about add-ons and what, um, what do you use and what works well together? Uh, I normally recommend running at least one recovery add-on and personally I run the brown recovery, the matchbook, along with some other brown add-on like uh, the camera. I mean, it doesn't really matter for the second choice, but like, I I think he's pretty boring playing with like no recovery at all. So I I try to put like one thing, like either brown or yellow. Uh, and yeah, it makes him a lot less tedious to play as. And oh, uh, I think the best combo uh, would be the chewed pen and the ultra rare security camera, not the double recovery, because I think the information is really important in like setting up your late game a lot more than additional recovery and I think good ghost face players don't need like that much more additional recovery apart from what Chu Pen has to offer. Yeah, see I, I run Chu Pen. Um and I, I think I think it's pretty good. Uh, there's something else that I run as well. Is it a some sort of book? Can't remember. Yeah, the address book. That's like the yellow recovery. Yeah, lots of people run those together. Yeah, so I normally I normally run the tube pen and uh, the address yes. book, but I don't know if that's a little bit overkill. I mean, people do it. Like it's it's not bad, but like I I just wouldn't personally do it over the ultra rare security camera. Quite ugly crouch speeds. Uh, I've I don't really use those add-ons. That's like a meme build. People like to use like to stack play their food and those crouch add-ons and just like crawl up to people at like mock speed <laughs> so yeah there's an increased crouch speed but like yeah no, i wouldn't do that okay so what what's your strategy going into the game um does it depend on the map and perks uh at the beginning my main strategy would be to just try to mark as or 99 as many people as i can and then like letting people bunch up on a gen if possible and otherwise uh downing someone who's close to finishing their gen and like hooking them away from the 99 people so they're a lot more clueless as to where i'm gonna be but yeah like it is kind of map dependent in some cases like in indoor maps um it's kind of hard to like find people early on before lethal pursuer came out and i have a few like map specific strategies like on haddonfield and the saloon but like that's like a lot more specific like it focuses on your specific pathing and like where exactly you want to hook people. But yeah, there's uh, quite a few different things you can do on like certain maps that like lots of people don't know about. Uh, do you like to change your playstyle based on how the survivors play or do you just stick to what you know based on the build and map? Um, yeah, actually. If people are pretty altruistic, uh, it might be, people might think it's a good idea to just stay in like the general area of like the hook survivor but with Ghostface, you don't really want to do that because like it's a lot more efficient uh, when you use your stealth to like try and down someone else who's kind of far away so like if there's like more altruistic players i guess i'd like hook them out into the open and then like let them get the save and like 99 them both as soon as they get off the hook and then go for some like a third person so like when i down that guy i'll have like two more people 99 but yeah, which I wouldn't do as often if they were like a lot more reserved in their playstyle. And 
uh, yeah, like lots of people try to chase Ghosty and try to like break him out, and that requires like a different level of like hiding, I guess, than like you do with like normal players. But I mean, yeah, otherwise there isn't really that much that changes. You just you have like a plan that you at the beginning of like where you want people or like who you're gonna down, and you kind of like see that it. Uh, follows through i guess okay um so let's talk about the totem spawns then uh what do you think to them and do you think they can be improved yeah um in the older maps they're still and they are still like pretty out in the open like next to uh gens and like very specific areas and gym tiles and like next to hills and like they're a lot i guess more hidden on the newer maps there's, I guess there's a lot more possible spawn points. But yeah, like I think that's what they should do. Like add a lot more specific spawn locations for totems instead of just like if inside like that little alcove in the jungle gym tiles or whatever, or like shack. And I guess like maybe let make people spawn not right next to totems, I guess. Or maybe make hex totems spawn closer to you. But yeah, they they need to fix that yeah because i know that on on maps like blackwater swamp they normally spawn right next to a big rock near the killer shack and just just obvious places like that i i, I do think they could be moved maybe not always in the same place yeah uh, like they're yeah in swamp it's kind of different like and i guess they are kind of difficult to find there but yeah they make survivors go out of their way to get them and that's probably how it should be instead of just like it being on the way to their objective uh, what are your best moments uh my best moments as ghostface um one thing i like uh, i like to do is i mentioned before sometimes i'll like mark people and like where they can't see me and they won't and they'll sometimes they'll end up running towards me like while looking behind them especially if they have spine chill and that's always pretty fun to do like especially catching them off guard like that and like also seeing that seeing your plan come to fruition at the end and like uh seeing exactly what you expected happen that's also pretty fulfilling as a ghosty player uh if you were talking to yourself in the past what's the key thing you would tell them about this killer um honestly i'm not sure if i would have stuck to this killer if i knew how much uh strategy it would require but i also kind of like that kind of gameplay so i mean i don't know i uh, i just tell them to keep to not like stop like uh take too long of a break i guess because i personally tend to get rusty pretty easily when I like don't play for a, a few days so yeah just like try to stay committed <laughs> I guess and uh, what's your favorite tile to play I'd have to say short wall jungle gyms because a lot of people think jungle gyms are like pretty broken and for survivor but you can do lots of moonwalks on in specific areas and pretty much catch anyone off guard especially as like more like a stealthy killer but yeah i mean yeah it's nice to see 
that pallet not get used and them run right into you as you like to walk into them so yeah yeah i mean especially if you um go into stealth mode when you've got no red stain and then they really haven't got a clue where you are i suppose that helps yeah exactly yeah no that does help oh for sure um okay so let, let's let's talk about his power uh what's the best way to use his power okay well uh like you mentioned uh using your power in the tiles and chases like i think you can do that when you have like double recovery but like i personally wouldn't do that with like my mediocre recovery add-ons or maybe maybe if i had like just the pen but like yeah just don't go into stealth just to like chase like an injured person in a tile who already knows you're there so i think that's kind of a waste of your 30 second recharge ability and so yeah in that same vein you want to try to get the most use up out of it as possible like try to, yeah, that's why i try to get like as many 99s as i can early on and also like not many not as many people know about this but like if someone's like body blocking you you can just like quickly night shout and like not and like lose collision so like yeah just like walk right through them and that, that's always pretty fun to see them get bewildered like that but yeah i just like try to get as much use out of it as possible before actually downing uh when you loop around higher walls do you loop differently due to his stealth ability since he's able to hide his red stain uh other than regular no uh yeah like i said i don't really like going into stealth just to down like a single person in a loop uh but yeah <laughs> i know i know lots of people do it and, and it's uh, it's not necessarily just stealth it's the crouching well in high walls you don't really need to crouch i guess because like they're like in maze tiles for example you probably don't need to crouch but like if you're looping rocks or like debris yeah, you can crouch, like, at the pallet and, like, moonwalk as well. And that often catches people off guard. Uh, have you have you got any tips on how to stop yourself getting exposed and losing your ability while being watched by the survivors? Uh, don't walk through the center of the map, obviously, but don't rely on debris tiles or, like, just little short objects to hide you either. You should always try to make your path through like the maze tiles and uh, big structures like that. Uh, and also if you learn to lean properly, uh, you can't really get revealed while leaning. And if they're like in front of you, yeah, they can't really reveal you. So uh, yeah, just work on mastering that part. And yeah, like make your path through the tall tiles and not through like little dippy bits. And also try not to like, if you're like in a doormap, try to avoid walking through the main hallways. Like in Midwich, you don't want to be like walking down, straight down the hallway. You want to be walking in the adjacent rooms and like peeking out of the doors into the hallway and trying to uh, see if people are there. Because like, you don't know if someone's just around the corner and they're gonna reveal you like that. So yeah, that's one thing to keep in mind. So with the um, stopping yourself getting exposed, is there like a certain percentage of your body that needs to be seen in order for you to be exposed? Or is it just literally any part of your body? Um, someone like another Ghostface player made like a little schematic 
off of off of that. But like, I think, uh, okay, so like when you're leaning, you can't really like show off your knee, or it, I think it was something like that. But other otherwise, it's like twenty or thirty percent of your body, or like your entire mast. I think. I'm. I'm not. Honestly, I'm not entirely sure about like the specifics on that. But yeah, like try to. If you lean properly, you shouldn't be getting exposed, basically. Otherwise, that that would be a stupid power, really, wouldn't it? If that was the case. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you would you would rather stalk than than use your M1. Well, I mean, I'd still okay if they're far away. And like, if they have like a med kit, and I'll know they're, I know they're gonna heal. I'll probably stock them sometimes. But yeah, otherwise, I guess I go for easy ones. And yeah, I I do I play a lot of stock oriented playstyle instead of just um, hitting and running like a few streamers have seemed to show off. But yeah. I think the next two questions you've kind of already answered, which is uh, generally injured survivors, you just generally go for the M1 and play the title as normal. Yeah. Okay, then. So can you tell us about baiting and what it is used for? Okay, uh, this is a tactic I'm still kind of developing, and, like, no one really does it at all or has even heard of it. So uh, it's kind of hard to go off of people when trying to uh, strategize for this. But, like... Um, okay, so there's a lot of things you need to keep track of early on, like, um, you want to set the survivors, like, you want to make them located favorably in, like, you want them to be in your favor, like, you want them to be, like, basically far away from you, and, like, preferably together, and, like, not pretty close to the hook, and, like, ready to reveal you when you go into stealth so first first thing you want to try to facilitate that kind of situation where people are are far away from you and once you do that uh you can mark someone you don't really intend to down to like go after someone who might be a rescuer and then like yeah try to make them uh skip a hook stage I guess that's that's I mean that sounds kind of cheesy but it's it's one of the more efficient ways of using your stock. So basically what you want to do is mark someone far away you don't really want to go after and then try to intercept someone who's going for like another objective like a gen or a hook save. Or like if someone got unhooked and there's a gen nearby you can like you may or may not have to mark someone else in order to get them back on the gen and like kind of greedy so that they don't so that they lose their DS and then you can like rehook them but that's like more of a comp strat rather than like regular pub play but yeah there's I guess it's, it's still something I'm looking at but there's a lot of facets to that part of the power um, if you could make any tweaks to Ghostface, what would they be? Uh, yeah, I'd definitely make some changes. Well, first of all, there's some... Uh, his add-ons aren't that great. Like, they're basically copy-pasted from Myers, like the, the stock movement speed or whatever that is. Like, that really doesn't help you at all. 
So yeah, rework a lot of the add-ons. And also I think the gap between base recovery and like double recovery is like way too high. So I guess just like buff base recovery to like maybe 25, between 20 and 25 seconds. And then like kind of nerf the chewed pen, like make it back to uh, four seconds, but maybe give it like an additional effect, like maybe build on um, exposed downs or something like that. Yeah, kind of uh, shorten that gap between the recovery add-ons. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. If you have listened till the end, we would like to thank you. And if you want to hear more interviews like this, then please subscribe. This interview was recorded before patch 5.3.0. And although nothing major has changed in the interview, there might be some minor changes to perks and add-ons. I would like to thank Bobber T for the interview, myself, Jamie Lee 2K, and Evil for Hire for co-hosting the interview, and Tofa for being a part of the intro. Any links will be in the description of the podcast. We look forward to you hearing the next one.